able to share and I'm not at liberty to share with exactly what is happening, how it is happening with regard to my being targeted. However, CSIS did make it clear that I am subject to foreign interference and will continue to be a target. How about that? Voice of Jenny Kwan, you know, revealing her new reality, that she is, has been a target, she will always be a target, and that is what uh, Vancouver NDP member uh, Jenny Kwan uh, will be dealing with. And she's not going to back down, but she knows that she has been a target since 2019. Kwan was uh, born in Hong Kong. She's been very, very outspoken against China's abuses, uh, so it's not new that she stands up for this. She's been talking about China's abuses, the threat of China, human rights atrocities. She stands for Taiwan's independence. She does not back down. She will not back down. But she, now Michael Chong, and Mr. O'Toole, all of them have a pretty simple question. They want to know why it is that they, as elected officials, have been completely left in the dark for so long. And what are they going to do to protect them further in the future? But what does this mean for the everyday Chinese Canadians who don't have access to CSIS or, you know, uh, briefings? and just deal with this every day. What is being done for them? So she, like uh, Mr. O'Toole, as well as uh, Michael Chong, they want, she wants an inquiry. All of the opposition want an inquiry, which the Prime Minister clearly does not want. Let me bring Jenny Kwan into the conversation, MP for Vancouver East. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Let me um, just start off with, with uh, what it is. I know there are things that you can't talk about because of national security, but certainly over the last uh, few days, I don't know, is it a sense of surprise that you found out about this and or what was your thinking when you realized that you were one of the targeted? Well, I mean, in the face of the issues around foreign interference um, coming to light, you can't help but to wonder whether or not um, you're subject to that as well. Uh, and so when, <coughs> excuse me, when Caesar confirmed that with me, um, you know, I have to admit, it took me aback a little bit. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, of course, um, I did wonder about that. But to be told, point blank, to say that you are subject to foreign interference and that you'll continue to be a target, um, you know, that's something that will wait uh, on you. Uh, it, it can't help but to know that that's going to wait on you. Yeah, and what you don't know, I think, is uh, fairly shocking, not just to you, but to Mr. O'Toole, to Mr. Chong. Um, and yet, for a number of years, nothing was said to you. Mr. O'Toole made clear that, you know, you worked in this cloak of darkness. Um, you know, some people in the government knew and yet didn't didn't think that you had the right to, to know. I'll, I'll get your feelings on that, but I want you to kind of characterize, because I'm not sure if, if you actually did see harassment or targeting. I mean, Mr. O'Toole talked about what he was witnessing, but have you been harassed? Has there been anything that's raised questions for you? And are you concerned moving forward that it will get more aggressive? Well, I'll definitely be a lot more alert mm -hmm. to what's going on around me and the activities around me. I think that um, we need to redouble our effort uh, to uh, really observe uh, and, and to see what may be coming. Um, you know, uh, the situation, I think, will continue, um, and how it will continue, I guess, remains to be seen. But that being said, um, what we do know for sure mm -hmm. is that foreign interference is real. It is happening uh, and is impacting members of parliament, 
but not just us, is impacting everyday people as well. And I know that everyday Canadians um, who have family or loved ones in Hong Kong or China, um, I know that they have real fears about what, what might happen to them and that the danger that their family members may face is real. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it is so important for us um, to stand up uh, and to stand in solidarity with those who are faced with these kinds of threats. Uh, and I've, I'm, I've made it very clear that I will not back down. I will not be intimidated. Uh, and I recommit myself to standing with the people who are fighting against uh, human rights violations and to demand action from the federal government mm-hmm. to ensure that answers are provided to them, accountability measures are in place, and protection is in place. That would be nice. It would be uh, long overdue. So when you watched Aaron O'Toole stand and, and what he said, I mean, he took a, he's got, he's got parliamentary uh, privilege. He can't say the comments, what he said in, in the House, outside of the House. But he, he went quite far in, I think, confirming what he could so that Canadians have an idea of what he and others have been facing. What did you, what, did, what was your takeaway? What were some of the thoughts when you heard uh, some of the things he said? Yeah, he certainly shared um, a lot more details. Uh, I guess to do that in the House, there's an element of protection. Um, But, um, um, you you know, what's important, of course, is um, to make sure that the work that we do and what we say do not compromise the intelligence agency uh, in in their effort um, in this regard. And hearing what Mr. O'Toole said in... in, in (coughs) And learning mm-hmm. what's happened with uh, MP Michael Chong as well, um, you know, it's uh, it's so disconcerting, right? Yeah. It is just so concerning that this is going on, um, and and we know that this is going on. We now know that this is going on, so we have to take this seriously, uh, and we have to combat it. Uh, and for us to rebuild the confidence in the hearts and minds of Canadians, we absolutely need a independent public inquiry. Yeah. The current process right now uh, do not does not have the confidence of all members of the House. And, uh, and, and so we cannot proceed pretending that this is the right process and that we will get to the bottom of the issues. So we have to, that's why yesterday the NDP put forward a motion to call for Mr. Johnston to step down and to call for the government to immediately uh, put in place a uh, public, independent public inquiry. And we're also calling for the House to instruct PROC to begin the work in identifying uh, someone, a commissioner, that all the official parties could agree to mm. uh, and also put forward a terms of reference or a mandate, if you will. I think that would be the, uh, the proper approach and so that we can start to rebuild the confidence and trust in the work yeah. of this independent inquiry done by that kind of a commissioner. Well, we've wasted months on political games, and I think Canadians, by and large, have made clear that they want this investigated. The opposition's made clear that they want an independent inquiry. That, that's not a secret. The only one who is not allowing this is the prime minister himself. Having said that, a lot of people will say, well, Jagmeet Singh will not uh, you know, either take away his you know, deal with the, the liberals, and he won't let the uh, government fall on this. Are you okay with that? I mean, he is your colleague and your boss, and, and you are being targeted. And so I think some people say, what will it take for the leader of 
you know, the NDP to finally say enough is enough? Because I think a lot of people are very frustrated that we're not getting answers here. Well, we're taking the issue very seriously right from the beginning, and you're right in that there's a lot of political gamesmanship going on um, with the other parties. But right from the beginning, it was the NDP, back even in March, that put forward the call for a independent public inquiry. We did it at the committee. We brought it to the House of Commons, and it was voted on. But what uh, if you don't get relenting. one? That's the concern, is that will, will Jagmeet Singh finally just say, enough is enough, I'll pull this coalition deal. And, you know, at some point, if we don't get an inquiry and this drags on for a few more months, like how how long are parliamentarians willing to to wait on this? Well, I think the prime minister still has a chance to do the right thing. So we have our uh, uh, motion that's uh, before the House. It will be voted on uh, in, in the coming days. Uh, and, and, you know, Prague, if it passes, and I hope that it will, Prague will then begin its work uh, to start to put in place and have that discussion in selecting the uh, the commissioner that could be agreed to by all the parties and start to put together the terms of reference. So we're starting that work already so that we can provide this to the government and to say to the government, do the right thing. We have to restore confidence in the hearts and minds of Canadians. We have to ensure those who are targeted uh, have those kinds of reassurances that the government is doing everything they can to protect them. Uh, and there are changes, I think, that needs to be put in place with how this whole thing is being handled, uh, not just with government, but really with, you know, some of the legislation that perhaps needs to be looked at uh, with CSIS, for example. When can targeted individuals be alerted? How is it that we, you know, years can go by without us being informed mm-hmm. that we have been targeted? Those are actually very valid questions that needs to be worked on, but we have to have faith in the person who who's doing this work, and I'm sorry to say Mr. Johnston is not it. No amount of delaying and uh, obfuscating is going to change that reality. Mr. Johnston does not have the confidence of all members of the House, and to do this work, and because so much of the work and the information is classified information, mm-hmm. cannot be disclosed to the public. So that means the trust that we have to have for the person doing this work must be absolutely Absolutely solid uh, and be supported uh, by all the official parties. Yeah, I mean, so, look, I, I'm, I'm up against a clock. Well, we do, and I think uh, I think Jagmeet Singh could do a little more pushing. I think that's what frustrates people more is that he does have this power and uh, he needs to push. Nonetheless, we'll see if this motion passes and if pressure finally forces the prime minister to actually get this done. I appreciate yeah. your time. Yeah. Thank you. Just one last thing yeah. to add. What the public can do to mm-hmm. help put the pressure on the government, oh, contact yeah. your member of parliament, contact mm-hmm. the prime minister and demand this to take place. 100%. Totally agree with you on that. Ms. Kwan, we'll talk again. Appreciate your time. Thank you. She is right. Call your MP. They don't like to be bothered. They don't like to listen to the messages. Call them. Make sure you get your voice heard. They don't like their voicemails uh, filled up, but you can't do that. And her boss, Jagmeet Singh, could pull that coalition deal, you know, let the government sort this out. If they can back it up, let them sort it out. But again, there's got to there's be accountability. Part of that will be with Mr. Singh.